This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The opinions expressed in this episode are not to be construed as medical advice. Welcome to Demystify Beauty, a weekly podcast about creating transparency in the beauty space. I'm Mackenzie Westmore. And I'm Dr. Paul Massa. Hi, doctor. How are you doing? Good. How you been? What's going on? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm in the middle of a move, which is kind of crazy. Wait a minute. <laughs> Chaotic. Where, where are you in the middle of a move to? I'm moving to Nevada. I you're know. Moving out of, you're moving out of the state out of, of state. California. Is yes. this now more for the whole tax thing? It's everything. There's there's family there. It's everything. It's 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 a whole culmination of things. And found a beautiful home in Henderson. And uh, it's it's a little chaotic because, as you know, moving can be stressful to begin <clears> with. But you know, just even in state. But whew, out of state is like a whole other level. <laughs> and a kid that's getting his driver's license. <laughs> I get it. I mean, listen, I got um, you know, in Vegas, I have um. A lot of friends out there. Um, oh. They don't live. I don't know if anyone lives in Henderson, but you're not far. And, no, 20 um, minutes that's gonna be a, It's yeah. You know, they all live up in Summerlin. Most of these folks, and uh, so it's, it's except for the weather, which can be yeah. you know challenging. Because yeah. you you know you're used to the good old California weather. Exactly, and I'm I'm hearing the rumors of uh, the August heat, and uh, right now I think they're having lightning storms. And it's funny you say Summerlin. Yeah. I looked at Summerlin, but their school system wasn't good, so that's why I went with Henderson. Their Henderson school system is uh, much better, so that's why. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm still gonna come back and see you though. <laughs> you're stuck with me. <laughs> well, the, I mean, I I go out there a decent amount. Because we have oh, some right. businesses and stuff. So, Perfect. you know, I mean, um, but they're on the strip. They're, they're food yeah. places. I'm literally so. 20 minutes from the strip. And everybody tells me that if somebody's flying in, they just text me when they land. And that's when I leave the house to go get them. Like, I'm that close to the, the airport, the strip, everything. Well, no, Henderson, you're pretty close. I mean, yeah. there's uh, a restaurant called Mitchell Khan, which is in a place called Centennial Hills. Mm. So that's still on the other side of the strip. So from yes. where you are, it's on the other side. And um, we bought a Mexican restaurant out there. Oh my gosh. So we have some bunch of stuff, but that's one of them. That's so cool. I'll have to check that Great out Great Mexican now. food. Ooh, but anyway, so, yeah, so we're going to have this... some uh, interesting, uh, interesting topic today. Yeah, I'm I'm actually really interested in this one because it's not one that I'm very familiar with. So I really I mean there's certain like things that I know, but I really want to hear what you have to say as a doctor and you know the direction of um, hair loss. This is all about hair loss. And I, I have a feeling we're gonna get a lot of men interested in this particular episode. Yeah. But I, I let's just jump right into it of you know what is male pattern baldness? Now, I know females have it as well. It's not just a male thing. Correct. But um, I would love to hear from you. You know, I'll tell you one thing. When I first started my training and I was doing my fellowship in facial plastic surgery, God, that was back in 1998-99. I used to start that point. I was watching hair transplant surgery um, that many years ago and, and watching the evolution. And, you know, when I've learned about it, and we all know, you know, there's this male energetic, you know, alopecia, 
And usually when you look, you'll see, you know, the hair, it starts to get thin up, you know, yeah, sometimes right the here. temporal, but it's more here. Uh-huh. And sometimes they'll still have their hair in the temple and they'll get the center part of the frontal bone going back to the ox- occiput. Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, that can start in your, you can start getting thin hair in your teens. Wow. And again, you want to look at more of the maternal father, maternal grandfather. Is that true? So that is true to look at the maternal side. I mean, you look at both, but that's usually more. Oh, interesting. And the thing is, you know, I've had so many of my friends, whether they have a good amount of hair or thinning or loss, but you know what's happening now. Uh, Men nowadays, you know, just shaving it all off. And they, yes. they're, they're rocking that look of being pretty much bald. I mean, yeah. you know, so they like that look. Yeah. However, you know, once you start doing it, the thing is, here's the, a mistake that people make. And, and we'll get into, you know, um, really the different treatments for it. But one thing I want to mention just right out, so I don't want to forget this point. One of the mistakes that I saw a lot, and it looks so weird mm-hmm. because... You know, depending again on the different types of uh, DHT, the hydrotestosterone. I mean, there's different types of actually when we talk about male male pattern pattern baldness. I don't want to get into the um, the whole issue again about the actual chemical um, sensitivity of the hair bulbs and everything else like that. But again, it's a certain part of the testosterone um, that the way it's actually processed and actually causes some of the receptors of the hair cells. You know, it just, it just doesn't grow and you start losing it. Interesting. So it's more of a testosterone thing? Well, it's not It's not based on regular testosterone, no. And, and again, this is possibly, but again, it's a conversion. You know, there's so many different theories about it. One cause of male pattern baldness is genetic, which we is the right. most important it's thing. Given. Mm-hmm. Family history. But research has shown that male pattern baldness is associated with male sex hormones called androgens mm-hmm. and that includes regulating hair growth so i'll give you the name here exam you know now and that's what the whole growth cycle you know there's a whole different types of different phases of growth cycles but i want to see if they talk about it and there's thyroid condition cancers medication right. steroids nutritional disorders um you know uh, health conditions here i'm gonna let's see Genetics, we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Maternal side. Mm-hmm. Um, the M shape, they call it, when you start losing it. Oh, now, wow. But, and I'm looking at him. So, we'll go to the different ways they talk about this. But the interesting thing is I'm looking at everything. When we talk about this, The it's called androgenetic alopecia. And again, but the andro, again, it has to do again with your, the hormones. Mm-hmm. And they haven't been able to treat the hormonal aspect to prevent it or change it really to stop having it happen. Even though there's other, the medications, the propecia and the finasteride, there's some different blockers and androgen blockers are called. But what was happening, a lot of these young patients were going around here. And of course, you know, everyone goes to Turkey I mean, yeah. Yes. Turkey is a place because it's so inexpensive and you get a nice job. 
But when they were really young, what was happening is young kids, maybe in their late teens, 20s, were getting hair transplants around here. Uh-huh. And once you take hair from the back, which doesn't, it's not androgen sensitive for hormones, and then you put it here, you don't lose it. So it's not sensitive. Interesting. That hair in the back doesn't fall out here once you put it in. So the weird thing about this is these kids were coming in, getting hair transplants in the front. And then guess what happens is they get older, 20s, 30s, 40s. As you know, the hair goes, Yeah. they lose the hair more going back. So what was happening is they were bald, except they had these patches of hair transplants here and nothing up here. And you're going, oh my God, what happened to the poor guy? You know, then either you have to immediately have another one or you have to get some, uh, you know, you have to get get some uh, laser hair removal. Oh my gosh. So they looked goofy. They looked horrible. Yeah, that would look ridiculous. (laughs) Now I know we're going to get into the surgical side because I want to know all about that. But I first got to ask you, what are your feelings of things like Nioxin, Rogaine, the, the, the shampoos? Do they work? You know, I mean, to me that, you know, there's different ways we treat it different over here in the office, but minoxidil or Rogaine, whoops, sorry about that. You know, these are things that, you know, it, I think that some of the minoxidil and Rogaine, you know, the topicals. Yeah. It can slow down some of the growth or the loss of hair. The loss, okay. I have had patients who come in and to see results, it takes four months, sometimes up to a year. But again, you have to be care, you know, careful. There's some, uh, there's some negative side effects of that. But minoxidil can work. You know, the Rogaine and the shampoo, I think, and there's the topicals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the other the medication is, you know, Propecia. And right. I think if, if you're a female, it does show, it does slow some hair loss. And man, but you can't take it if you're a female, obviously. Right. Um, and apparently, so finasteride, Propecia, Proscar, um, it's better than the Rogaine, but it's a pill. So you have the right. topical, which is easier than the pill. And then you can actually take it for about three months and then you see some results. Um, and then if that doesn't happen again, you know, they basically say for, the reason, one of the reasons why you can't take it if you're a woman, because in a rare situation, it can cause breast cancer. Oh my gosh. So, you know, so, so we use actually, there's something called, you know what the PSA is? Prostate specific antigen for a male. So now here's the interesting thing. If you're trying to watch your PSAs, you get older, male. We follow our PSAs to see our prostate's doing besides exams. Correct. Sometimes taking Proscar can artificially lower your PSA. Oh, wow. So that means you just got to be a little extra careful with your exams. Oh, interesting. So that's good for me. So my um, friend of mine, you know, still takes it, finasteride. Um, But I would think the simplest thing you can do is take Rogaine for that. Um, but the thing is what we do, what we've been doing a long time 
is we've been injecting PRP um, in the office. Every one of my friends, women and men, platelet-rich plasma. Yeah. Because you remember, you have the inflammatory and anti-inflammatory factors in platelet-rich plasma. So the platelets are the ones that have all the growth factors that get released. And that's when you draw blood, you pull out what is called the gold of the blood, correct? Yes. Okay. Not the platelet poor plasma, which is more of the red. Right. The yellow, which doesn't yellow. have red blood cells, called platelet rich plasma. And mm -hmm. we inject that in the scalp. And Laura's been doing this, got it. I probably been doing it here for about 12 years, my office. Really? Yeah. And this is one thing that's probably been, we have befores and afters um, of our different doctors here and Laura injecting these patients. And there's been significant hair growth. Now, I can't guarantee it, right? but platelet-rich plasma is its pretty benign. There's really no risks to it. Now, when you, because oh, yeah, it's your own body, but when you're injecting something like the, the PRP, how long does it take before you see hair growth? Well, I will tell you what I've seen with that. I'm going to say three months. Wow. As the averages start seeing hair growth. It might be quicker and everyone's going to, you know, any, in, every individual may change, but this is something they were also doing micro needling mm, yeah. at the same time as PRP. Mm -hmm. And I think we do that also. Interesting. Now, do you find that the older Maybe. a patient is, the longer it might take before they see hair growth? I don't or think there's matter. been any research on that yet. Okay. It doesn't. I don't think so. But that's something once, you know, we're going to get Laura on at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about the benefits of PRP, but because <clears throat> we inject it in the skin too for texture changes. Right. And, um, but this is something that I found everyone I know so far has said that PRP has made their hair thicken or grow. Wow. But again, it's not a guarantee. So I can't when a patient comes. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you guarantee because it's costing me five hundred dollars and it's going to work. I go, no, we can't. We can't. But anecdotal, you know, says my patients are very happy with it. Huh. But within three months, so how much hair growth do they, does a patient see within that three months? I got to tell you, it's really individual. Everybody's different. I, I I can't say that. Yeah. But the point is, if you don't mind getting a little small baby needle in your head <laughs> and maybe getting some numbing cream on, maybe taking a little pain pill or something. Yeah. That to me is a no brainer. Yeah. Cause it's your own, you're not on a prescription taking right. a pill, which has some side effects. Um, and the shampoo, you can still use it once you grow the hair. Mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, the long-term side effects, <clears throat> you know, are very small for using Rogaine or, you know, the minoxidil, but, Obviously, I want everyone to always look at the risks with taking any medication Correct. or topical. And side effects. Now, I, I have to ask you even simple little things because I will, I got, I got to plug you here because it is, it's good stuff. The biotin and the collagen gummies that you may, I, which by the way, <laughs> I wish I could just eat the whole bottle in oh, one they sitting because sort of the they're so good. <laughs> I, it irritates me that I can only have two of each. <laughs> That's the direction to say, because I want the whole bottle. They're just so delicious. But how do you feel about biotin, collagen, things like that? 
Yeah, because the hair, scalp, and nails, you know, basically, you know, it's biotin mm-hmm. and vitamin B3 and um, the collagen. Those actually do help um, in more regards to keeping your hair thick mm-hmm. and, skin. and health of the hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to grow got new it. hair. Got it, got it. And, and by so. the way, there's um, another term called telogen effluvium. That's called traumatic hair loss. So let's say I'm doing mm-hmm. a brow lift. Or, you know, you had some procedure and you traumatized the hair. We're doing a facelift, you know, and if you're into the hair at all, you can lose because it's a shock hair loss. Yeah. Up to, up to three to six months, you can le- lose hair because there's, you know, there's a quiescent phase, a growth phase, different phases of the hair. Right. And so you can lose hair in that area because it's more of a shock hair loss. Your hair falls off. And then it grows back after a certain amount of time. Three months, six months, nine months, even up to a year. Wow. Sometimes you can cause a shock hair loss where it's permanent. It's rare, wow. but it can happen. Now, I will say, I mean, after, after our, our work together, yeah. uh, I didn't have, I, was, I feel very lucky, and it's also your hands, but I hair? didn't have, I didn't have any law. I still have my little bum, but that's not a hair thing. Um, yeah, that's the, the little implant. There. Yeah, I mean, that's why I have my bangs, which you can see, you know. The little the little bump is still there. Yeah, you're still there. Yeah, it's still there. But, but how did the your in, how did your incisions heal for oh, your brow lift? Like there was nothing. I I mean, really, when once you took the staples out, I mean, yeah, there was a little patch, but I would say within a month, all the hair was back. It, it grew so quickly and so well. But you know me, I'm I'm very big on my vitamins. Again, I don't know if that's part of it, but I am big on my vitamins. I'm big on eating healthy foods. I eat all my my vegetables, and my fruits, <laughs> um, even though I don't like fruits. But I I do take good care of myself, so I feel maybe that helped. But I mean, also your work was so great that I was really surprised that I mean that was a pretty darn big incision I had along the side of my face and right in the hairline and zero hair loss. The only thing I did notice, now this is a funny thing, and tell me what maybe would have done this or not done this. After surgery, I noticed, now I've, again, touch wood, I've never had gray hair, but I did notice a little streak of gray in the back of my hair, which sounds like maybe a trauma thing. I don't know. What would that be? It's nothing related to your surgery. I don't I know didn't what think the... so. Was like, you know what? I felt like the, the mother from Poltergeist, how she got the streak of gray. Oh my God, how funny. So yeah, that's like something that's freaking great. That's like usually that happens in the front, though. I don't know what that is. Why you had gray hair in the back? And it's a one strip. It's so funny. I like it. I dig it. So let me ask you a question now about. I heard this, and I think I've seen this before, but I want to get your opinion. So when you are someone who chronically uses extensions. Mm-hmm. And you're attaching those extensions to your existing hair. Mm-hmm. Does it sometimes pull off the hair and it doesn't grow back at all? Have you heard of any of this? Especially, Absolutely. Especially yes. with what Absolutely. I, I'm very well versed in extensions. I, I don't know if it's in the blood because of my family starting in hair in the 1800s. I mean, they were there. the wig makers to the royal court. That's um, right. My grandfather was, my yeah. great grandfather was Winston Churchill's barber. So I yeah. don't know if it's in the blood that I, I do have a love and passion of, you know, wigs, extensions, hair products. Um, but I know everything there is to know about extensions. Now, beads, 
wefts, anything that does kind of get in tight and wrap around smaller sections of hair, I've always seen people with hair loss. The only one that seems to do the least amount of damage, and even then you want to take breaks, the least amount are the tape-in sandwich. And they're about this thick, and they're two pieces of surgical tape, and they sandwich your hair, um, one on either side, and they're not as versatile. You can't have as many hairstyles. You can't pull a high ponytail or anything like that. However, the breakage and the damage is almost nominal with that kind of hair extension. You, you can still see a little bit. If you're somebody that maybe picks at your hair or you let them grow too long, there are a lot of women that will go three, four, five months, which I couldn't even imagine when, when I have my extensions in. I, I can't even go past five weeks because I get so annoyed with the growth. So it's all about the care that you you do, how you take care of them. But hair extensions, they, they can be damaging. Yeah, they, they will cause um, and can cause some baldness. Interesting. So that was a good good uh, commentary on that because I thought so. Yeah. I thought it was more of the damage, you know. <clears throat> so when it comes to hair care, you know, they're doing eyebrow mm-hmm. yeah. all the time. I think some, I think, maybe I'm wrong. I heard somewhere about eyelash, not eyelash extensions, but I heard someone was trying to do eyelash transplants. Wow. I have not heard I don't, that. I don't know if it could be done. I don't know if it was more of a, just me hearing some BS and it's not real. I don't know. I haven't researched it. But as you know, when it comes to hair transplants, <clears throat> and there there's candidates for it, men and women. Mostly right. men, obviously. And, uh, you know, they get, you know, the, there's the different ways to do it. I mean, there's so many different robots now that do it. You know, wow. there's actually, the, there's robots that actually will make the little insertion hole, then they'll place it into that hole. Jeez. Um, you know, we have, uh, I mean, there's so many different types of machine. We have Neograph, for example. And again, it's a way to extract, and then you, you know, you're, you're making your hairline by putting all these little holes in here and you're extracting on the back of your hair one by one by one versus the strip. Right. You're taking a strip out, taking that strip out and you're cutting them into singular, you know, follicular units or FUEs. There's different, you know, I don't personally do them. Um, Dr. John Frederick in my office, he's been doing oh. them for years. He even had a little, he's probably going to kill me a little hair transplant. So, so he had a hair transplant not too long ago, um, but he does all of them. And huh. so, so when someone says, well, do you go to a place like Bosley? Uh, I know plenty of people that go to Bosley. You know, have good results, great results. It really depends on who's doing it and the techs. It's really your it. techs. For example, um, a great tech has been doing this for years. And we use a couple, they've been doing it for maybe over 25 years. They know where to make the hairline, how low, how high, what right. shape. Right. I mean, they know how to make the low insertion points. They know how to do everything. And the doctor kind of comes in, helps, maybe makes the hairline, does things like that. Um, but they're preparing all the follicular units, little hair grafts whether it holds one unit versus two or three, you know, of hair follicles in one little unit. Right. 
So that's something that when I talk about, um, you need a good, good tech or two that can do it with you all the time. You know, and some of these places have that. Right. There's places, there's all over California, everywhere, there's good doctors that do this, good offices. And it's usually because of the tech, most of the time. Now, I remember from your office, Dr. Pang, didn't she do hair restoration? Yes, she did. Or she does. Or does, she does, yeah. Yeah. So she's in her own office now. So in my office, because I have the machine, it's Dr. Frederick. Got it. Okay, okay. I wasn't, I, I thought, I wasn't sure if she was still there or not. You know. Interesting. Okay, so I, I got to ask you a question. You, I, can, I feel like I can ask you because you've got a good head of hair. So. <laughs> Why do you think it is? Because as a woman looking at a man, like it's not something that really crosses my mind to go, oh my God, he's balding. I don't think that. Why do you think men get so sensitive, feel so, I guess there's a sense of shame when they lose hair? I think in the beginning they may, but then as they get used to it, and it starts getting more significant. Mm -hmm. A lot of men that I know that are younger are going to seek treatment immediately. Ah. You know, and then again, you know, there's these um, websites and TV commercials. You know, you can get your Viagra, you can get your finasteride, you can get all that online now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they maybe talk to some health professional. So there's all these different sites that you can get this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of the young men are going to do that rather than going to a doctor's office and say, hey, what is the best course of treatment? Right. Okay, you know, I'm 21 right now. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what you're going to do for the next four years. Do this. And then after that, you're going to do this. You know, um, you're going to prep for your hair and then you're going to do the transplant. So all these things, you know, can happen. Mm -hmm. Um you know, in regards to what you want to do. I mean, again, there's always ways, but the biggest thing is you just want to take care of yourself. And if you know you're going to start losing hair, the shame, again, the men that I know now, they take it all off. They shave every week. They shave it, yeah. And they like that look. They've gotten used to it. So I think some of the shame of being bald is kind of decreasing. Yeah, because there is no shame. I hope I so. Mean because yeah, it's not I, really and they might be embarrassed you know i'm got thin here but girls don't care about that anymore. i mean no, you know, we don't, don't care. care you know and i feel like there's some men that have this like samson complex but you know as as a woman like i don't i don't care if if, if a guy is bald if he's balding full-headed like, it doesn't matter it's hair it's, it's a nice thing but it I don't know. They're they're just as a woman's point of view. There are other things about a man that are far more attractive, as far as personality, laughter, intelligence, eyes. <laughs> that's just my point of view. Love that. So I agree. So that's why I think it's maybe not as, you know, it's just like it was shameful and embarrassing to get Botox a long time ago. Yeah, you hit it right. never one. So this is the same thing. But the good news is, there's treatments. I mean, I'm lucky. You know, I am a good amount of hair. You got an amazing head you know, of hair. So I got lucky. The only problem is it's turning gray quicker all of a sudden the last two, three months. My wife said I have a lot more gray hair. I don't color my hair, by the way. Don't. I Please do not. Don't. 
Okay, because no. I, I, I personally, again, personally, just my opinion, I think the salt and pepper is very handsome. I mean, when I grow my beard, which I'll probably get after I stop filming, um, that's really great. Really? Oh, yeah. Like well, you know, you've seen from salt and pepper? No, salt and pepper. Yeah, salt and pepper's cool. So did I give a good general overview, as simplistic as possible? Yeah, you did. Regarding... I think the, the only two questions that I have are how difficult and long is the PRP process as opposed to like what you were saying Dr. Frederick does? I mean, is Dr. Frederick's procedure, is it is it long and painful? Are you put under for it? You just do it in the back. She'll draw the blood, spin it, get the plate, this, inject it right there. Well, no, I'm talking about Dr. Dr. Frederick. Well, Dr. Dr. Frederick, Frederick, no, it's in the office too. Hair transplants wow. and under, you know, they get numbing in the back. They have lunch. They do everything. Huh. You know. And it's like within a day, you got hair coming back in again. Yeah. Interesting. So anyway, that's it. Yeah, I just texted Laura. <laughs> she's somewhere in the office. <laughs> so, I mean, she's back there somewhere, but I just was going to ask her, you know, do you do it every six weeks, eight weeks, three months? You know, I was going to ask her when she comes in. But if you want more of an immediate result, you would do something like what you're saying Dr. Frederick does. Now, once you get the new hair transplant in, that falls off too. It goes into a resting phase. So that hair falls out that you transplant temporarily. Because I do find this very interesting, that approach of the PRP. I know it's not instantaneous. And I know, I feel like a lot of men, if they're going to do a process, they're going to want instant results. I don't, I mean, but you're obviously seeing both. Am I wrong on that? Nothing is instant. Mm, okay. I mean, the point is though, but you know, what about these wigs and all that kind of stuff and these hair yeah. pieces? I mean, yeah. do they look, how do they look? It depends. It depends on how much you're willing to spend. <laughs> if you're, if you're going cheap, they're not going to look very good because they're synthetic. But there are gorgeous uh, real hair wigs and clip-ins and extensions. Now, when you go the real hair route, you're going to spend more. It depends on how much you want to spend, like anything in life. You know, the, the more you spend, the better quality you're going to get. Well, there you go. So that's it. I mean, it's the wigs. Laura, by the way, is going to walk in here in a minute. Awesome. Because... To me, the PRP is the simplest way to go because it's not a procedure, surgical operation like a hair transplant. Yeah. Again, it's an injection in your scalp. You know, at some point in the future, they might start injecting stem cells or something. Yeah. When that be ever becomes legal, but you can't really do that. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, listen, I think we spent a good amount of time talking about this. I think we have a lot of information here. Laura, come in real quick. Come over my shoulder and just say hi. You know, Mackenzie. Hi, Mackenzie. Of course. She says <laughs> hi. How are you? So when you're doing PRP, are you doing, first of all, to see some results, number one, how long does it take usually, men and women, ages, and when? what's the frequency? I would do three to six sessions. You treat once monthly, and then you would you want to stop afterwards for three to six additional months. Obviously, hair does not grow overnight. You just want to give it some time. I usually do recommend an oral hair supplement at the same time. The biotin, the oh, oral hair supplement, or what? Harry Vivistel Pro. Vivistel Pro. Oh, we have it, right? We have your biotin gummies. And we have my biotin gummies, the biotin gummies, all that. Yeah. Good. So, and how long does it take? 
to start seeing some growth? I would give it three months after your last session. So it does take quite a long time. It does take a long time. Person, it's kind of like watching paint dry. So I would just do a full three to six, give it three to six months after that to reevaluate and then go from there. So you have to be committed to it. Correct. There would be hormonal causes wow. or stress yeah. causes. Stress, hormonal, everything. Friction. Um, men and women. Interesting. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Laura. So I think that was pretty good. This was a yeah. good little podcast talking about hair, a little, little umph. Yeah, this is fantastic. And it actually, to be honest, it'd be very educational for me because like yeah. I said, this isn't a world that I know very well. So you definitely taught me a couple of things, but you always do. <laughs> this was a fun one. This was great. This was really good. I think I need to get some PRP here myself. Oh, stop it. Do not. <laughs> if I could reach through the computer and just slap you, I would. <laughs> yeah, how funny. You don't need it. <laughs> You're <All right>. fine. <laughs> No, I think this was really, really educational. This was really great to hear because it's there are obviously options for those that are not liking their their um, male or female pattern baldness. There are obviously some fantastic options. I did not know anything about the PRP, so that was really awesome to learn about. And uh, I, I have a family member that might be calling you. Woo! We're here. <laughs> well, listen, it was great seeing everyone once again with Demystify Beauty. And um, I mean, from our standpoint, again, um, I love everyone seeing what's happening new in my life at uh, drpaulmassive.com. Plus, I think we're going to put down, I have so many other different handles from my skincare by Dr. Nassar. Yeah. And then you have your one your one main one, which is what? Again? Yeah, everything for me from uh, Instagram to TikTok to Facebook is all at M Westmore. And then my Twitter is my full name, but no E at the end. Well, the good news is one thing too. Um, I will tell everyone that if you have to have one advice for everything and it's yes. so hard to do, but if we can cut out stress or decrease it, that helps prevent loss of error plus oh. your whole life. <laughs> right. So much easier said than done, but you're right, Dr. Nassau. <laughs> well, thank you all. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Demystify Beauty, produced by Gotham Production Studios. If you have any questions for future episodes, please don't hesitate to reach out to us on Instagram at demystifybeauty or email us at demystifybeauty at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. See you next time. <laughs>